welcome to a podcast with a new name. Yes, welcome to Crossing the Stream with Eric and Jesse. Eric, it has been a while. Yeah, what, August 2019 is the last time we had one go up? August 2019, the last one we did was with Doug and Krista. And then we took a break because we got busy with a short film. And by the way, for a year and a half, you're looking good. Yeah, not feeling <laughs> as good as I used to, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the short film itself isn't released in a format that anybody can watch yet, but it has been done for quite some time now. It is locked. It is done. It is ready to go. But we haven't released it yet. No. Now, I mean, part of that has to do with the situation in the world right now. Yeah, but... we were planning on releasing it in 2020. Mm-hmm. That should be enough to let you know as to why we didn't. Do we want to talk about anything? I guess we probably did talk about what it was. We, we talked about the planning of it, right? Yeah. The, the idea of working with actors and whatnot. I miss it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of stress. Um, and I would love to do it again, maybe in a smaller scale at some point. I think the main thing that was difficult was the location scouting led us to a lot of places that were relatively inaccessible given the amount of equipment and props and all, all sorts of things we needed to bring in. Like we're talking like 20 trip, like oh my this, God, the, the, the location by Brock having yeah, to walk like through everything. 20 trips of like walking, I don't know, like a two kilometers. And carrying the logs. Yeah. And carry, well that, <laughs> yes, we had to carry gigantic wooden logs from place to place because we shot some scenes in different places but they don't look like it but you can't i know you can't tell we we did a really good job and i guess that's the magic of of filmmaking uh when we were planning i remember having conversations with uh like ontario parks people and we could have shot someplace very accessible very easy to get to but it would have cost considerable Mm -hmm. money there's a weird gap with ontario parks where you can be a film production, but it doesn't matter if you're... It, it matters if you're a student film. It would be nice if you're a student film, but we're not. We weren't nope. tied with any college or university. Nope. But there's no independent film or short film budget. It's if you're working on a film on this property, this is what you have to pay us. Although I'm, I bet you get some benefits. Like you could probably have golf carts transport people and things back and forth in some situations. Maybe. If you're paying the real big bucks anyway. Yeah, and it was the big bucks, which mm-hmm. is why we didn't. But I, I liked and hated the location scouting. I liked hiking um, that first location that we went to right off the Brock parking lot with the, with the kind of stone walkway. Do you remember the, yep. the first one? That was fun, and I still hike there occasionally. But then we went... You, it's right near Lake Moody. Right. But yeah. you pointed out the second location two as well yeah and that was the one that we ended up using i guess um we can very easily show that location yeah but. it's in the quarry uh a specific place i used to walk back there all the time especially when i was a student thought it was a pretty good place to shoot the scene that we shot there yeah mm-hmm. all in all it was good and we um certain things we had to do up north right yeah <laughs> my family has uh, like a farm way up north just little bit short of Sudbury but we were able to get some interesting shots there that we could not have got otherwise down here right too many regulations and potential police (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's totally a possibility for making a big ruckus yeah 
Um, I, no matter how many times I do it, no matter whether it's a like an infomercial, which we've done, uh, this isn't scripted, so this doesn't count, um, but a short film, no matter how many times I do it, when you see dialogue come off a page and like basically acted in front of you. Yeah. You see an actor putting forth the lines that you yourself have So flippin' surreal mm-hmm. and so addicting that I like it's it's a disease. It's a problematic issue. I, I think the magic for me is especially when you get like that perfect take and everybody knows it without even really having to check the footage or anything like that. And we, we had a few like that where it was like, well, we're moving. Like we don't even have to look. No. A lot there, of times it just worked out that well. There's definitely a, or there's definitely something to be said about the caliber of actors that you're working with. Um, you we, can get some good people on, on the low budget stuff for sure, but you do get a few here and there that yeah. I guess aren't necessarily the best fits for things. But I think we did really good with our film. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. And you, how did you like being an actor a few times? Stunt double, actor. I, at this point, it's been so long, I hardly remember what I even did. I, I was I was sat in the backyard on a log <laughs> in a shot where you could not tell. I think what she means is she was hoping for this weekend to be about her and Mark scoring. Why wouldn't I? Like, he was so super cute. Who that's was. true, and that's that's ma- stuff like that is also magic. That, the best thing, okay, the best thing that I got to do <laughs> was there's this scene that involves a person being pushed on a raft. That's the best thing you got to do? Yes, it is. Being pushed on a like or, um, air mattress as if it were a raft into a river. And I got to be the person that was pushed into the river. We actually did it. Shouldn't we have given him a paddle? Yeah, it was good. People were watching. I remember that was that night. We had the lights, and there were people probably wondering, like, what the hell are they doing? Mm -hmm. Um, You also hit Justin. That for me is my like your oh role. with my truck yeah. <laughs> like that's fun. Spoiler alert! I suppose. We, we should cut. We should cut on a little bit of footage of just those things just to yeah, that's fine. Promote ourselves a hair. Hey man, you up for an adventure? Not really. You want to get drunk and burn stuff? Go on. A bunch of us are heading up to Uncle Bert's campground. You. You're going camping without a cell phone. Yeah, it's called roughing it. You know what these hot dogs need? Beer. Nice. Pass me. Oh! I'll just grab my own safer. Cheers, Cheers. guys. Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Shouldn't we have given him a paddle? Has anybody seen Jake? 
Can you come back to your tent? Not that I saw. All of you, shut up! We're supposed to be looking for Jake. Well, this weekend didn't go as well as I hoped. What do you mean? We're not having fun? I think what she means is she was hoping for this weekend to be about her and Mark scoring. I'll pick you up on Sunday, alright? Okay. We'll be here. At least try to have a good time. Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna hate this. Ooh, a text message. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're also, I think your hand's like the first thing in the film, too. Because you were at submission subs, you were also. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very trivial. <laughs> I don't care. My cameo is a poster on the wall. Who else is going? <laughs> the posters are pretty fun, too. Yeah. Um, but no, that was a lot of fun. Hopefully we are releasing it at some point this year. The next thing I guess we did after that that I guess stands out is the Christmas photos we did. Good segue. Yeah. We did, and we're going to be doing that again this year. There is something to be said about um, breaking trademark law and doing the <laughs> Grinch. Um, I don't know. Is something good to be said about that? No, there's not. No. There's absolutely not. But it works. People love the Grinch. I was surprised. I remember getting that location on Queen Street in Niagara Falls and thinking, we're going to do a lot of Santa, we're going to do a lot of Elsa, and we had two days for the Grinch. And as soon as everything went live, Elsa didn't get bookings. I, I should point out these pictures are with very young children for the most part and families. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, no Elsa, very few Santa, and the Grinch sold out in a day. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted the Grinch. And I went to you and Tila, and I said, I think we have to add more days, which the problem with that is is like three hours of makeup. Yes, tons and tons of that. But but, but I think you sold the character pretty well. I mean, specifically <laughs> some little tricks here and there with onions. Oh, that was the best. They got such good reactions from the kids. I think you have to sell things. I There are certain people that um, will say that I will do anything for a laugh, and I have. I've eaten soap. Yep. <laughs> um, and if a kid goes to the Grinch and hands him an onion, what are you supposed to do? You gotta eat it. You gotta eat it. And I didn't mind. You know who On minded? On repeated occasions. Melissa. She didn't like that you did that. Well, I my breath was that, yeah, not great after. <laughs> ah, small compromise. Um, I'm hoping when we do it this year that there are less onions. Because it's not a great thing to do maybe i'll request Just get some sweeter onions yeah but they brought them how am i supposed to guarantee oh, maybe that, we... that was yeah that was strange that somebody brought their own onions. but that's the right it's maybe the grinch can say he prefers a and w onion rings i could deal get with a that <laughs> get a and w to sponsor us yeah sponsor the trademark infringing photos that'd be that'd be an interesting one no it was good and i I think after the Christmas that we had, Christmas 2020, I think the Christmas time in 2021 
people will be more excited for photos that don't involve Santa behind a pane of glass. Yeah. No, you, people want to get back out there and return to life as normal whenever the heck we can actually do that. And this, this for me, the, the, this entire thing now comes from a quote that men don't go to therapy. They start podcasts, and we're back, and I'm happy. This is a nice little bit of normalcy. <laughs> who, who is that quote attributable? Because I have I, I read no it idea. No, it I makes sent sense, it, though. I sent you guys a, a screenshot of it because it's true, it and is I true. feel it is because you have been told that you don't talk like you do on here. No, so, I believe it. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk like this all the time. It's. I don't know. I enjoy it, yeah. and it is. It is good. This is this is a step towards normalcy for me. Yeah. We'll have a few weddings this year, hopefully. Speaking of weddings, the other thing I did right <laughs> around the same time was get engaged to Tila. So that was fun. Congratulations. I almost feel like if that story was to be told, it'd have to be told by her. So forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember her trying to flash her ring in front of my face as she was doing the Grinch makeup. And I didn't. I need to not notice. I didn't see it. <laughs> but again, with yellow contact lenses in my eyes and makeup and and um, spirit gum being applied all over my face, cut me some slack. That's fair. Congratulations, That's totally fair. though. The, the, the both of you. That's true. The bigger, I guess, the bigger things going on in the world after that, and the bigger <laughs> deal to me personally was the interesting thing is we started hearing about some developments that were going on over in Asia somewhere. Not going to get specific, but. The uh, yeah, the whole world was changed by the events that happened there. Yes, but, but that was just a little rumor, a little thing off in the off in the distance for me at I the time. I, re I remember laughing about it at my yeah. birthday. At, at the earliest points in the year, like yeah. January, February, people were talking about it a little bit. People that were at least had their finger on the pulse of things. So then, the other thing that was, I guess, that happened before all that blew up was we decided we, we were going to have a baby. So Teal and I did that. And then the whole world started changing radically. It kind of just shut down. Yeah. Which was pretty surprising, the way that it took over in Canada especially, but, but the whole world, really. We theorized. Like, I remember saying, or talking, hoping that it wasn't going to happen like it did. And it didn't matter because it did. And it's weird. For, for context, we are almost exactly a year since that happened. Mm-hmm. Like it was March seventeenth, twenty twenty, that uh, Ontario went into to the unspecified lockdown, and here we are again. And you almost forget that it was only supposed to be fourteen days. Yeah. Like. Yeah, lots of people are complaining about that and just saying, "Well, how far are we going to take this thing?" But it's it's so divisive too. Like I, um, I go to physiotherapy now, which we'll get into that later. But I sit <laughs> there and I, I listen to people talking everybody wants to express their opinions while they're there for some reason to their physiotherapist but you have people that are completely on separate sides of this are they confused they think physiotherapist is psychiatrist i think well. so okay. i think to a degree they it believe looks that. almost the same people some people want things to just open back up get on with it some people are going to get sick blah 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 other people are like somebody was talking about what they were doing in texas i believe currently where they're trying to somebody's trying to open that state back up and this person will like, how dare this person in Texas try to open pe things back up? People will die, which is interesting because one, it's it's not really any of our business what a state in no, the United that States is true. does. And two, it's just so strange how like 
I guess the people in Texas might want it if that's what they're trying to do, if they want to open back up. I think if, I mean, as, as harsh as, as it is, if people do get sick or have complications due to it, if it's what they wanted, really, those are the consequences of their own actions. Right. If they're voting, if they if they vote to open everything up, I think, from what I understand, Texas is treating it like a flu. Yeah. And every year there's flu season, sure. and you adjust accordingly. And that's one way of doing it. We don't know. Nobody know. I we always say, oh, it should have been just 14 days or whatever i don't know what i would have done if i was running for if i was in a political position well no that's the thing too with the political position you want to play it safe to a degree most politicians do because really if things go bad they go really bad but what and that's your name on the line right but that's where it becomes what's what's worse because different politicians have promoted different things is it worse that two percent of the people that get it die and yes that is horrible or is it worth that 75% of restaurants in Los Angeles have closed? Yeah. 75% of restaurants, and including mom-and-pop shops. One, I don't I don't know the exact statistics, and I don't really want to quote exact numbers. <laughs> but let's, we'll, we'll just roll with that 2% number, and yeah, it's horrible. Um, I don't know. That's, that's not really for—it's difficult to decide that, because if you're the one that's in the emergency room or yes. wherever in the hospital, your mind m- might change pretty quick. Yes. That's true. I don't know. The the economic impact has yet to really be seen, as bad as it has been for so many people so far. Like, the real... I mean, you don't see what kind of waves this thing makes until much, much later. It's true. There is... The biggest thing that I'm really afraid of, because we do see a light at the end of the tunnel. There are, there are vaccines, but we're too young to get them right away, so we won't worry That's about true. that. Um what happens in 2023 if another thing comes around? Because it's not like Cause it's really... we haven't spent the stockpile of money that's there. No, yeah. It, it would definitely be a big, big problem. There's things that could be much, much worse than this specific, I guess, microbe. That's, it's not even really a microbe, I guess. <laughs> if you've noticed, we're trying not to say certain key words because there's much information out there that certain things that use certain keywords will not be as widely proliferated or they'll be demonetized not that we're monetized to begin with but but you get the point there's youtube algorithms that don't like it yep but only time will tell hopefully it's it, it gets better ontario i don't know if ontario is in the right direction i saw that the cases had kind of spiked again i'm pretty happy with the way ontario has been doing things overall like, you can't go to the extreme I you of either end. Yeah. Like, it's, it's tough yeah. because even though we're in, like, I'm not a quiet person. I think no. that's pretty clear. But it's tough. I want to get back out and do things, but there's not a lot going on. I would love to do a wedding show. That's those have gone the way that the dodo right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of things that I would like to do. And once again... That's why this is great, because this is a, a return to normalcy in some capacity. I, I mean, and, and the idea, too, it's fine, really, that lots of things are shut down that encourage mass gatherings. But, like, I guess we're getting just to the point where the province is being more okay with people gathering in small amounts in certain places and all that kind of stuff, which yes. is great. 
Because I, I don't know. You need that kind of social interaction in your life. You definitely you do have some negative repercussions for being completely isolated for so long. But you, you to an extent, and I learned you, there is a element of uh, getting used to some things, and then you still miss it. I still, I miss theaters. Yeah, like I like going the, to the, movies. The release of some of the biggest name movies was pretty fun. Even though I, I think I only personally did it maybe like three to four times a year. It was still something I looked forward to quite a lot. Like I can't wait to see James Bond finally, and all of his glorious Sony product placement that got reshot because the original Sony stuff is now out of date. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Maybe the Sony stuff now will be out of date, and they'll have to reshoot it again. That's true. (laughs) I don't know when they're releasing it. Uh, November, hopefully. Okay. Not bad. I kind of want to move on to where we are and how what you could say about that, because that also has something to do with the current political situation to a degree, in a sense of irony, I guess. We're We're in a different location. This is not... Eric's house, which nope. we were last time. Surprise. It's, yeah, it's not my apartment. It's not Eric's other house or Mugs and Meeples. We've done a lot. We've been out. We've been around. We've got around. I want to hear about the timing oh, that the you timing? acquired this place. That's the interesting. Timing was bit. horrible. We're at a place in Welland called Sylvester Sports. We're changing it to SS Branded because we don't sell sports stuff outside of jerseys. Um, buying a business right before a global shutdown is not recommended the next time it happens don't do it now once again as we said we had no idea that it was going to be as bad as it was and it hasn't been amazing well okay so what kind of business do you actually offer and how do you think it's been affected by the situation it's a business to business business (laughs) um what do you make we do embroidery and screen printing and other business products. When other businesses are not open or functioning in such a capacity that they're you know, actually working. I, and further than that, too, the supply chain is so diminished at the moment. It, it is because you see clothing that is supposed to be here in a day that gets pushed back two weeks or three weeks or a month in some cases because it's just not coming from Bangladesh or China or anything like that. Like it's it's not good. But like even your old job, the your the price of wood is yeah, crazy, that's true. Right? Being a framer, we we were seeing that the price of lumber was going up and up, and there started being all these like job site thefts where like people are just taking truckloads of lumber from the sites, and people Holy were crap. like short of lumber when they're trying to build their houses. And even to this current time, if you go to like Home Depot or anywhere that you typically would buy lumber, prices are well over double what they used to be. So there's definitely some kind of supply issue. It makes building a home a whole lot more expensive when framing it costs twice what it did before. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. What do you think the, like the the issue? Because it's not there's there's the trees didn't go away. So I don't want to. Spe- I would say it's just a supply chain issue. Yeah, obviously the trees are still there. So nobody's. I guess the, I think there's a bit of a diversion of lumber too. Like specific big contracts might be soaking up a lot of it at the moment, just because. And and there is an impact to people doing all this home renovation and fence building and all sorts of stuff. I don't yeah, know I how big with people that is. being home more, they would have. It's an iffy thing because, like, when you're stuck at home, you might redo your bathroom, but you're probably not going to 
You might finish your basement. I guess that'd be the one example. But you're not going to reframe your house. <laughs> not really. If you did, you'd probably take walls out. And put true. some beams in or something, maybe. But but that's about it. Uh, but no, we're, we're using this as a new set. It's not 100% set in stone yet. There's going to be stuff behind us. But uh, yeah. as I said before, looking out to the, to the world... Uh, it feels like a TV show. Like it feels like a press conference. Like this, this is definitely a different feeling, mm-hmm. and I think it's good. Um, as for everything else, hopefully things go back to normal. Speaking of feeling and things not being normal, <laughs> you're the uh, master segue I'm, I'm, guy. I'm today. trying to. I'm trying to get them all in quick, so we have a nice short show today for you guys. Um, so on September 29th, we're all the way the there message. in 2020. Yeah, I. Use a ladder incorrectly. Are you allowed? Should you be stating that 100%? Well, that's, that's what happened, yeah. Okay. That's, that's totally in stone what happened. <laughs> I fell off the ladder. I don't really know. I'm not as sure how high up I was anymore. I thought it was a really short distance at the time. but That's thinking, what you've said to thinking, me. Like, I, I thought it was maybe like only six feet up or so, but I probably was a little bit higher than that. I was on an extension ladder. But how? Because I've told people six feet. How badly has my credibility fallen? I don't know. It's, it's not terribly important. Like 10 feet? I don't know. Oh. I don't really know. But I was on an extension ladder, the total height of which I think was like 24 feet. Well, that's a far cry. But I, I wasn't even close. It wasn't even. It was not even like extended. So half that. So like it, most it could have been possibly was like eight feet. Okay. So it's still not that high. No, it's true. So <laughs> uh, I fell in a way that my foot, I guess both feet, hit the ground. Ouch. And the one foot was in the rungs of the ladder still. So the ladder came down and landed on top of it, which I think might have mostly to do with my injury because I've, I've fallen from some heights before and I've been totally fine. But what ended up happening was my ankle or my, my foot or whatever was dislocated at the same time as my talus bone was shattered into about, they said seven pieces. I don't know. I looked on the, the, C, uh, the CT scan and there was a whole lot of fragments. So... Maybe the definition of pieces is different than fragments. Yeah, I don't really know. But it was serious fracture of the talus bone. Uh, I think my surgeon said it was a type 3 talus fracture, if you're an orthopedic surgeon out there. Well, shout out to all of our <laughs> orthopedic fans. All half of you. So that was interesting, especially like, I mean, I made a very calm phone call on the ground telling Tila what would happen and, and that I would probably be at the hospital soon, which was interesting. Was it super calm? No, yeah, actually, no. It wasn't breaking a bone. No, yes, it was. Breaking a bone bone actually isn't that traumatic until about an hour and a half later when it really starts hurting. So it didn't really, like, you were laying there not? That wasn't that bad. So, yeah, no, they hauled me off in an ambulance. And then I'm telling this to my fiancé, who is pretty much ready to burst at any moment (laughs) with our, our newborn son, which is a very interesting timing of things. So... I, I get, remember the message. I, I remember get to the Tila hosp- messaging me saying that mm-hmm. you're in the hospital and yep. it was not, it was bad timing. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I get to the hospital. They start giving me like morphine, which not as good as you think it is. Doesn't yeah, do that much. It. Although I guess I don't know what it would have been like without it. So at least I'm glad I had it. Uh, Try again. Yeah. Get a bunch of x-rays, get a bunch of things, learn that it's pretty bad. Uh, what they ended up doing that night was relocating my ankle, which thank God, because the most painful part about that injury was the dislocation. Like I, everything from my foot to my knee was completely at full tension. Like it was ridiculous. Uh, and then the next day I was booked for surgery. So I went to 
to Hamilton. Um, when I was there, we were a little concerned. So Tila ended up asking around the hospital and we found out that no, not all hospitals deliver babies. So if she was going to deliver a baby, it would not be there. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Then I got surgery that day. Uh, which was crazy. I guess I could I could have some pictures for you guys if you're not too squeamish. If you are, look away. <laughs> uh, they they did a lot of stuff to me. They put metal pins on the outside of my feet as well as the inside. The ones on the outside just sort of keep things still instead of a, a cast, which some people you might use in certain situations. I they, just on the on the metal outside of your foot. I remember seeing you guys at Christmas. Mm-hmm. You were on the bed and you grabbed your guitar. And the guitar got so close to your met that Melissa, oh, I smashed Tila, those things so and much. I all were like, mm, and you didn't hit it, and it was okay. I, I've hit those things many times, which if anybody's unsure, the things that you've seen sticking out of my foot, if you touch them, it's like you're literally touching your bones. I yeah, couldn't move for a long, long time. I stayed in a bed for like a month. Rearranged your house. Rearran- yeah, I pretty much didn't move very much for like a month and a half before they took those pins out of my foot. Which, yeah, and, and, and even after they did that, my foot has been very swollen all the way till now, which we're in March of 2021, which I, I only re- recently regained the ability to walk-ish near, you're, uh, near about New you're Year's. You're doing very well. Yeah. Not... That's the thing, though. Like an injury like this, kind of changes your entire life to a degree. Because I don't know if I'll ever really be able to like run properly anymore or anything like that. And it's, it's not because of the broken bone. That's like all healed. It's the flexibility and all these other issues that arise from basically just destroying your joint and all sorts of like connective tissues in your foot. Right. Like I got scar tissue on scar tissue on scar tissue in there, which the physiotherapy does help with the nits. It's definitely an important thing to getting back to the most function you can. Well, physiotherapy is definitely important, especially in you know, a situation like that. Mm-hmm. You, you still have, do you still have any metal in your foot? I was going to ask the surgeon if I could get the stuff out or whatever, but he, he said, do you want to have another surgery? And I said, no, not really. So he said it stays. But I have heard of situations in which, I guess after a year, sometimes people can have things removed if it bothers them. I, I don't really think that pain is necessarily going to be an issue. Or like some people say, oh, it aches or whatever. I, I think that range of motion, if any of this is restricting the range of motion, I'd like to get it out for that purpose. But it's crazy how quickly you lose function of certain parts of your body, too. Like, I, after I got the, the pins out and I had to start, you know, stretching things and trying to get some motion back, you just realize one day, like, hey, I can't even move this toe properly. Or I can't move any, like, I don't even have the neural connections or whatever it takes to get these things moving properly again. And then you have to, like, sit there and super focus on that activity all the time to try to get some function back, being able to move things. Like, your muscles just completely give up and Can disappear. you move all your toes now? Oh, yeah. I, I can. The, the main issue, I have I have pretty diminished like front to back motion in my ankle, like I guess distal to proximal motion. But the worst part is this, the rolling side to side of your ankle. That I have almost none, which means like walking on uneven surface is practically impossible at this point. For uh, now. For now. Hopefully. The, the tentative date that was set with WSIB and my employer for going back to work was beginning of April. I don't know. I mean, the idea of that is you have light duty, essentially. And is there is there jobs in your field that are considered light duty? I'm going to say no, <laughs> but I, I got to work with my employer a little bit on that to see right. what we can do. 
because the, the tricky, like, at the very front of things, literally getting into a new construction house on a construction site is like a landmine of, like, a, a field of landmines for trying to walk to it. Like, there's just so many ups and downs, uneven terrain, gravel that slips out underneath you. Just, like, things that would be no problem for any young, able-bodied person, but... Well, you're still young. Yeah, I still got that going, but <laughs> I got one foot that just does not want to function properly anymore. And that's the thing, too. Like, I used to go hiking all the time. That's going to be a huge pain to try to do from now on. I don't really... I want to be able to do it as much as I can. I used to go jogging now and then. I used to ride bikes. I used to do all sorts of things. It's so much more difficult now. Is there anything unexpected like as a as a side effect like when i had my back surgery one of the things that i thought was interesting is because of the surgery i now have arthritis in my neck it will never go away mm -hmm. i'm probably go i'm going to have arthritis in my foot it's just a matter if it takes two years or takes 15 years to happen i don't know right yeah, it was one of those things where the doctor was like yeah you're gonna get it yeah. every patient gets it yep and it is what it is that's I'm the like, reality well, of the situation so but other than that, like any any, you're not you're not twitching unexpectedly or anything. No, nothing no. that you thought is odd after all is said and done. One thing that happened a lot, maybe around uh, November and December, was just crazy, crazy nerve pains, and okay. it's difficult to describe those to somebody who's never felt them. But like it, I, it I, could change from like your foot feeling like it's on fire to like freezing cold the next hour and then it's tingly another hour and it's just it's they were very interesting they, they don't happen anymore thank goodness but I, I, there's definitely some weird nerve things still going on to a degree now you passed the time doing a few different things and i know one of the things you did is you actually got to enjoy consuming video game media yeah and i know that wasn't really on our list no this is you, fine but you got to do Usually I play, like, one video game a year, just, like, start to finish, and it might be something that's, like, five, six years old that I finally have gotten around to. But I, I played the whole modern Far Cry series. I've played Far Cry 2 in the past, but I played Far Cry 3 to 5. Nice. So that was cool. Got to do that. I, I feel like I played a bunch more stuff, too, but I didn't really... Not anything really was as significant as that. Cause it, just, it was nice to actually get through a bunch of games sequentially like that. And you like the Far Cry series. I do. I I have a... I love the third, like Far Cry 3, it, to me... Has the best characters, in my opinion. And I'm really excited for Far Cry 6. I yeah, think it too. looks... I like the idea, and you would, because we went, the Cuba, idea of going yeah. to a fictional Cuba. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that sounds cool. And, and the thing is, too, the progress that they made up to Far Cry 5 really puts it in a good place, because a lot of people didn't like... Far Cry 5, and I can see if you're, the story's not for you, that's fair. I like but Far the, Cry 5, I didn't like the, Far Cry 4. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, 4 was my least favorite of all yes. the games. But but 5, the mechanics seem to be worked out so well that like even stuff like matchmaking online is so much easier than most other games, and I just, I, I thought that they really had thought everything out. And it, it was ridiculous and over the top, which was that's people didn't really like either. I, I thought it was completely the point, and I enjoyed it. I don't think Far Cry 6 will be as ridiculously over the top might be closer to Far Cry 3, I guess, in the seriousness of the story. I mean, story. Far Cry 3 was serious, but it did have its its moments. Like, you, I remember distinctly in Far Cry 3, like, burning down a, like, a pot field. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that, crazy. That's about, yeah, it fit, too. It was pretty funny. Yeah. 
So I, th- but running around a digital Cuba, that's that's fun. I, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And then I guess right after, after the foot thing happened, I, I spoiled it a little bit, but yeah, baby was coming. I think it was, I guess it was only about two weeks later, just a hair under that, that my son Levi was born. Congratulations. That is a very interesting experience, and I, I'm just from my point of view sitting in the delivery room with a bunch of metal sticking out of my foot trying to keep my foot elevated and then staying up until like six in the morning i think i got maybe at less than an hour of sleep the entire night that's fine you had a baby on the way it was crazy you didn't need to sleep and and i guess the the experience of witnessing childbirth is as intense as many people would lead you on to to believe like it is it is one of the most emotionally powerful things that you can experience, I think. I have to agree with many people in that regard. Wow. Yeah. I was here that it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even if you don't really believe, like I didn't really know to what degree I believed it personally, but I definitely agree with it now. Have you, has uh, the, the few months that you have had him changed you? Are you? Probably. I, it, it's different too because Hurting my ankle. You're in a unique situation because you you were able to be with him longer than a lot Mm -hmm. of dads. Yeah, hurting my ankle completely changed my living situation as it was because I didn't really I couldn't go to work anymore and I I like I didn't even drive again after my injury for like. Did you drive here for like three months? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I can drive no problem. That's one of the easiest things to do with your foot. Thank goodness. So you're gonna be a trucker. That's what. No, not (laughs) definitely not a trucker. But. But no, yeah, I, I've been there for the entire time that Levi's been around, which I don't think many fathers have that opportunity. Like, you don't really get to have that kind of leave as a father usually. No, you wouldn't. No. It's so interesting seeing, like, it's hard to believe how much he's changed because I look at him now and I, you kind of just feel like he's always been kind of similar. But no, look back, like, till November and he's just this, like, little immobile potato. That, <laughs> That pretty much has like a all squished face, and he just has no none of the reactions to you that he currently does. Like he's so interactive now. That's the and interested in everything. That's the thing that I think some people. I figured it's the way that my brain works. Like you, you look at him now and you think he's always looked that way, but he very clearly hasn't. No, and and he's almost five months old at this point. But my brain kind of updates memories. I found that out in the past summer when we saw a mutual friend that gained quite a bit of weight. And Hmm. as soon as we saw him, it kind of had to double take. And then all my memories were just of him now being that size. Like, I I don't know, but now when I picture him, I picture the current version of him Mm -hmm. in all my memories. Um, And I think that makes sense. You, You see Levi every day. And it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine. No, it's hard to imagine even other way. even what he was like a month ago. Yeah, he's got a lot of personality, a lot <laughs> I, of character. I was able to count myself out from the quarantine fifteen earlier myself, but now that I have been <laughs> stuck at home, I, I gained it. Like I think I went up more than twenty pounds just because I was stuck in bed. We still all look the good. Time. That's Let's good. Be honest. I lost a ton of muscle mass, so it's probably a lot more fat than that even. It's weird because I've never weighed that much in my entire life. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, maybe you'll get out there and 
get back. I'm. I've actually already started losing most of it, so I'm good. Although I probably I'm still losing muscle mass due to degree because I'm not like lifting heavy things all day, so probably has something to do with it too. That's good. I'm. I say I say this like every year, but I am more conscious, more consciously working because I next year I'm 30, and that's a milestone, and I don't want to die. And well. I've said that before. <laughs> um, but I'm getting older, and there's some some big things that need to happen and change. And one of the big things is... You going to bike to work every day in the summertime? I, ha- I, I got my bike up and running last fall, and I see no reason as to why I couldn't. It'd be outside of the fact that occasionally I make deliveries, which is not feasible on a bike. Yeah, that wouldn't work so well, no. But I could just bike home, get the escape, and come back, but that's not also time practical. What is it, like a half an hour bike ride or something? Maybe a little more? No. No? I bet you I could get here in... If, I, if I'm if i given it, probably 15 minutes. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But we'll say between 15 and... I'll give you between 15 and half an hour, but I, I think if I was really going, I could do it in 15. Tell you what, I'll let you know. That's fair. I cannot wait to fish. Get well, yeah, get, oh. yeah, get back out there. Fishing <laughs> will be good. Fishing. We did a lot of that too. I guess that's worthwhile. We did. So one of the things that we could do in the in the whole situation of last year was still fish. It was out and about, and we were there was lots of people enjoying the summer, otherwise outside. But yeah, we got into fishing. Yeah. Uh, recommendation to anybody local. The only place I ever have good luck is in Welland and the Welland River. <laughs> if you're fishing near like one of the old abandoned bridges but or something, we didn't really catch. I mean, you caught the one. I, I caught three, three keeper worthy smallmouth bass, and I've seen people catch. And you kept one stuff. of them, right? Or did you? Keep I've, three? I've had I had three last summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like I quite like fish myself, but but that was the only place I caught anything worthwhile. I and I fished all over Niagara. Well, maybe this year we can go, like, for the opening of bass season on Lake Erie. Maybe we good. can make that happen. If you can. Well, I guess you can already walk. Yeah, so. I, I can you're, do it. You're I'm not going to. I want to go swimming. That's the most interesting thing because I get to use all sorts of muscles that I probably haven't been using. What's stopping you from going swimming? The availability of pools for the public. Well, the I mean, the ice is thawed. Yeah. <laughs> might be a little bit hard to hit my ass out if I can't <laughs> swim very well. I guess that's true. It wouldn't be a good ending. On the topic of cold water, kind of, because it was cold, uh, I also went to Algonquin. That was the thing. Although it was different because I went on a portaging trip. That was, when was that? That, that was, was in September, I think. So you're, it was your unexpected last hurrah. Yeah, which is cool because I'll probably never be able to go portaging again because <laughs> that was pushing the physical. I mean, I did. I probably carried more than I had to you I carried carry more less. than you but had to the point is i carried a i so the trip was it was supposed to be a four person no five person trip and only two people showed up no and it was just one person did it but the one person who didn't was supposed to get in the canoe with me because i had a two person canoe for this portaging trip so they weren't there so i had to carry i don't know how long it was it was pretty long like 14 it was probably 15 foot and it wasn't the lightest canoe either although thank goodness it wasn't fiberglass i don't think it was something even i think it was even lighter than fiberglass but yeah i had to carry that thing and a lot of times i could do it i think in two goes where i took the canoe with like a backpack the one go and then i took all the rest of my other camping equipment the next which was nice because the the port the portages were not 
extremely long, but I think one of them was about a kilometer. Approximately, eh, maybe maybe a bit less, maybe like half a kilometer. Whenever Difficult we do wedding say. shows, I guess that will change. But whenever we do wedding shows, I know there's always at least one time where Teal and I roll our eyes because between her and I, we carry one of the back panels, and you're just hulking so, out carrying one. I think I'll still be able to do that, as crazy as it is. Of course you will. If the soreness of my foot goes down, I'm I'm still as strong as I used to be for the most part. But you like said you just lost body. a lot of muscle mass. I did, probably in my legs. Probably, and I, I'll have to walk more to get that back and, and do more things with my legs. But, like, I can still sit there and pick up something that's well over 100 pounds in front of me. It's not really that big of a deal. So I think I'll be okay in that regard. Still be able to labor around stuff when we're doing wedding shows. Now, hopefully we get back to them. I'm ready. I think the wedding industry in Ontario is going to be is going to bounce back. There's a lot of people I know that are engaged that are waiting to get married. You're being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin as well. And I think once everything goes back to normal, there's just going to be this influx of people trying to find their dates, trying to trying to book everything. And DH Media will be there. If you need a photographer, videographer. Live both. stream a wedding. We could do that. Yep. Yeah, we, we could have the capabilities. Would have been good. I and we have, we have a photo booth too, but I think we need to update that thing if we're going to do it again. Well, we always said we were going to, and then it always gets put on the back burner, kind of, because the well, setup we, did, we, we have did one last year, yeah. and it'd be a weird time to say we're going to invest heavily yeah. in. This. You got to get a book it out. It, the, the thing is, the setup we have works. It produces as high quality of you know a product as anybody is going to want. It's just the ease of use. Every time, it's always good. a scramble. Every time. Always something that doesn't work the way that you would expect it to. You know what? Uh, last year I shot funeral videos. That makes sense. You gotta get that kind Think, of stuff out. Thinking of people live streaming uh, events, funeral videos were were up there too. There's a lot of churches and funeral homes that have upgraded their AV equipment this yeah. year. Yeah, you gotta be, get all sorts of people involved that can't physically be there anymore. Yeah, it makes total sense. Well, this this is as I said nice return to normalcy i'm glad we did this yep stay tuned we've got guests we're gonna try to get some guests in here uh political environment pending that could change pretty quick (laughs) but i think we can do it now i think we're safe i think we have a plan so yeah thanks for tuning in thank you everybody this has been great have a good day have a good evening we're signing off now